Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Welcome in everybody to the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host Jake Burns. We are going to be recording a couple podcasts in advance. I will be taking off the next two days, but I will still provide you with some interviews uh, that I think are going to be relevant to camp starting. We're going to have Jared Mueller on right now. Uh, we're going to talk with Jared about the news that just broke about JOK. Steven Nelson also signed elsewhere. Um, we'll talk with Jared in just a moment. We'll also be uh, talking with John Colosimo, we have a great user, uh, I shouldn't say user, a great listener question he posed about um, uh, about some different things about how the Browns prioritize positions. So we answered that thoroughly. I'll have that posted for you. We're also going to talk to uh, Fred Greetham as well. Fred, uh, we'll talk about four position battles uh, that we're looking most forward to in camp as it, as it gets going. Uh, the, real, the real ones, the ones that are going to determine roster spots. So keep your eye out for all of those. Um, and, and again, if something else breaks between now and then I will be in a location that I cannot, I cannot, uh, respond to. So I'll, I'll respond to that when I get back with Thursday's podcast, but, um, we're going to focus on, I think some pertinent topics, uh, that, that pertain to the start of camp and still some philosophical things for the Browns. So I'm going to welcome in Jared Mueller. Uh, Jared does fantastic work with, uh, the Browns wire. Now, if you guys have not paid attention, I'm sure you have, he's, he's, uh, he's Mr. Verified now. So. <laughs> um, you know, that, that's, that's a, that's a big deal. It is a big deal because they, they justify the work you're doing. He's doing a great job editing that site and, and putting up a ton of great content. Jared, how are you? You know what? I'm doing good. I think I got a little sunburn this weekend, getting a lot of work done. We have a, a new puppy that'll be joining our ranks this upcoming weekend. So I had to fix a fence and get some things ready for her. It's good weather to do so though. It's great weather. Yeah. Really. Oh, absolutely. Didn't have it. Didn't have any rain or anything crazy. So you know, wasn't get wasn't getting hit by golf so, golf ball sized hail. <laughs> Good to go. Good to go, man. <laughs> yeah, we've we've gone to the zoo the past few days and grilled out and and uh, this is the prime prime weather. We haven't really had those scorchers that we tip, typically have. This is a weather podcast now, in case you guys haven't noticed, but um, we haven't <laughs> we haven't had those scorching days. So that's been nice that you can get out and do stuff without without being miserable, so to say. Um, well, let's talk about these two big pieces of news. First is JOK. I don't know if he's vaccinated. Maybe you do. I don't. And, and, and really, it's important to remember that these guys who are still vaccinated can come down with this, with COVID. And it's just the, the, the spectrum between the first test and the next test is, is spread out. So, you know, if he's, a, if he's vaccinated, I think it's a two-week gap between your testing dates. So that's just something to remember. But it's not like... Just like in your real life, our real lives, if we get vaccinated, it's not like we're completely 100 million percent immune to uh, catching this. So that's something to, rem- to remember. And it's not a death sentence. He's just going to miss time and, and go through the protocol and he'll come back. It's a little sucky because it's the first start of his NFL career training camp and he's going to be missing important stuff. But it's still a reality. I think everybody wanted it to, to not be a reality uh, with with another season, but it's still it's still here, right? Yeah, it's unfortunate. Sorry, I just <clears throat> took a drink that went down the wrong way. <laughs> it happens. It's all Ooh, good. Well, you know that happens. I know people who are vaccinated who tested positive, and um, that's just – we don't know. I don't know where he is uh, in his vaccination process. I think you know there's a reality of a lot of people 
probably started their vaccination process recently with all the the updated news. We do know that the rookies reported for camp yesterday. So, you know, today makes sense that he would be placed on the list. You know, my biggest concern are twofold. One, uh, well, three, really. One is remember that there was some reports that there was a heart issue is what led him to fall. And now I'm not a medical person at all, but I do know that there are, you know, some connections and correlations between COVID-19 and heart-related issues. So first and foremost, uh, for Jeremiah's health, making sure that he, uh, whatever is going on, that he comes out of this healthy. Um, then the second thing is obviously Miles Garrett, you know, last year experienced COVID-19 symptoms and struggled for weeks afterwards. And he talked this off season that it took a while for him to get really back to where he wanted to be. Now, 50% of miles Garrett is like 175% of every other athlete, but still, uh, so that's number two is, you know, just making sure his health is there. And then the number three, how far behind will he be? You know, the, the Browns linebacker group, you know, Anthony Walker, uh, Malcolm Smith played really, really well last year. And uh, I wrote up about Terry Pluto wrote that uh, the Browns think Jacob Phillips can be a starter, right? So how far behind will he be when he gets back to camp? What physical condition will he be in? And then obviously, first and foremost, making sure that he is healthy with if there is a heart issue, whether it's significant or not, adding COVID-19 on top of that is concerning. It is. It is. And uh, listen, most of these cases, at least ones we've seen in the NFL, and especially the ones related to the Browns, have not yielded serious, serious uh, issues that we know of. Now, down the line, could there be? I guess there could, yeah, as more data about this this you know virus, disease, whatever, come out. Um, it, could, it could have some lasting effects down the line. But for now, we seem to see most people coming back. We seem to see most of them going through the protocol. I would imagine that's what will happen here with... Uh, with with Jeremiah, maybe he misses a week. I don't know. It depends on what his vaccination status is. The NFL has started to trend toward uh, making that information almost available. I've heard some weird things about wristband colors players are going to be wearing. I don't know. It's kind of strange. I, we'll see what happens with it, but um, it's 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 going to be important to know who's vaccinated, and who's not, from a perspective of the fan. I guess it's it's not important, Jared, but it's at least relevant to know for us uh, for us covering the team that if this person comes down with it, there's a serious serious issue because they have to pay a fine, they have to, there's a whole bunch of other stuff they're going to have to go through to get back, you know. So it's going to be tricky in that regard. And you also too worry about with JOK, were there any close contacts? Did he arrive with a couple other people from the rookie class and and all of that? So that part of it, there still might be some lingering effects that could come out of it, but. The, the best case scenario here is he goes through the protocols and, and he comes back in a week or so and he's okay, right? He has three consecutive non-positive tests and he's fine. So that's, that's the hope. I don't know if it'll be a week or two weeks. I'm not, I'm not sure on the outline of that. And I'm sure that the, the basis of it will be dependent upon whether he is vaccinated or not, which again, I don't know. Um, we'll just, uh, we'll just have to see how it shakes out. The, the, the good thing you said or the important part of what you just said is, how far behind does he fall? You know, this is a guy Browns fans are expecting a lot out of, uh, fairly or unfairly. They are expecting a lot out of him <laughs> pretty early. So we're just going to have to, uh, just going to have to to gauge it by his preseason how he how he does. I would imagine the Browns are so good now with handling remote work as they are that they'll be able to provide it. It wouldn't be a culture shock like it would last year. You know what I'm saying? Where they hadn't done it before. They can at least provide him with things, or, or maybe they'll live stream practice for him only, you know, that he can watch it, soak it all in, 
be a part of it without being a part of it, that kind of stuff. I'm sure they're going to be ahead of the game on that. They, they have to. They, if they want JOK to be up to speed, it can't be a sit at home and play Madden thing. He's got to be, <laughs> he's got to be actively watching practice, watching, and I'm sure they will. That, like we said, they're, they're a year into how to handle all of this stuff. And I'm sure that in the millions of things they go over in the offseason, this will be one of them. Unfortunate, not the end of the world. I did want to ask you, Jared, like, if you look at this roster, and right. I know this is now year two, it's not much different from year one. Are there any people that you say, if this guy gets COVID, outside of Baker, obviously, but if this guy gets COVID, it's like, damn, our chances significantly decrease to win this week? You know, I think there are a couple. And I think, you know, while the Browns have, I mean, the Browns have depth everywhere. I still have concerns about uh, their offensive tackle depth. Chris Hubbard, his injury, I believe he's going to be you know, on the pup list starting the season for a few weeks. And that really leaves you James Hudson as kind of who's going to step in, whether or Drew Forbes or Michael Dunn. I mean, there's a few guys that could, Alex Taylor, all that. But I think either one of the offensive tackles uh, could be concerning given Hubbard's injury, right? He's the perfect stopgap guy for them, uh, but they don't have him. They don't have Kendall Lamb that they had last year. So I think that's going to be a significant issue. Um, and then obviously miles Garrett, you know, I think that's a, that's an easy one as well, where, you know, the Browns added a lot of defenders on the defensive line, but you look at the list and you're just not blown away, right? Tack McKinley could bounce back, but he's had health issues. Jadavion Clowney has had health issues, Port Augusta and Curtis Weaver. So that's your, you know, defensive end group. Nobody really strike fears in your, in your heart outside of miles Garrett. He's going to make all of those guys better. And then even in the defensive tackle room, you know, you're expecting Malik Jackson, who was cut by the Eagles, to somehow replace Sheldon Richardson. Uh, and then you have Andrew Billings, who looked a little bigger than you'd want him to be uh, during um, OTAs. And then Jordan Elliott didn't do much. Tommy Togiai, Damian Square, Malik McDowell. Like, you're just not looking at a lot there. So I think Miles Garrett makes everything go on the defensive line, not just because he's great, but because the Browns lack really a true number two guy, even if Jadavion Clowney is that guy in name, he's not that kind of impact defender. So really it'd be, again, everything for me is on the on the lines and then the quarterback. And I think, you know, I have some concerns there. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Me too. Me too. I, I think that I would say that if they ended up losing Troy Hill, that would worry me because mm-hmm. immediately you're putting MJ Stewart on the field, which is like a, a definite a weak link. <laughs> we talk about the Waldo theory, like they'll find him. Yep. They, they'll find him. Kansas City found him. There's no doubt about that. Um, 
that's one that comes to mind. And then, you know, John Johnson's been very, very vocal about not getting the vaccine. So, you know, I've made my opinion known on this. I think you should. You know, I, if you're a listener to this pod and you're anti-vax, I don't hate you. I don't dislike you. It's fine. <laughs> right. you, can, you, you have your choice. Me personally, it's like it's like political stuff. I would never hold it over somebody. Like, it's not that's not the way this is all intended to be in this life. I think you should get vaccinated. I think it's a smart thing to do. I think it helps people around you and it helps yourself. If you don't, that's your choice. That's fine. I would hope that we could all be uh, even keeled about that decision. Um, and, and from a from a perspective of, of workplace, you know, John has been very outspoken about it. And that's fine. Again, fine. But the NFL is making it hard on them. He's making it, They're making it harder on them than it was last year. That's that's right. for sure. They're finding them. I think yeah. they're testing them more. They're they're you know there's a bunch of restrictions that you can't do what your teammates can do, and it hampers some of that team bonding stuff you like. You know you want to come together, you want to be united. The team bonding stuff is important, especially for a guy like John, who's a leader. I think if they lost him, it would be it'd be pretty tough. I know that they have Grant, and I know they have Ronnie, and they like him, and we'll see who wins the battle between Sheldrick Redwine and Richie LeCount, but. Um, it just, it just would be tough because I think he might end up being the green dot guy too, which is important, Jared, you know, for calling defense too. So go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think the only reason I don't, I'm not as worried. Well, obviously John Johnson's great and we hope Grant Delpit's back and all that is just because of the flexibility back there. Right. So even at cornerback, can Greg Newsom slide in? Can greedy Williams be decently healthy? You know, all that kind of stuff. I just think there's some flexibility when you look at, yeah, they could play, JOK actually at safety, which was the conversation pre-draft a little bit. You know, they do have some flexibility with, you know, four pretty good cornerbacks, we hope, with Greedy Williams coming back. Um, but I'm with you. I mean, the reality is is that, you know, everybody gets to make their decisions. And like literally everything in life, I was outside today and I might have got sunburnt. Every decision could have some consequences. Um, and so, you know, with John Johnson and whoever else, again, he's been very vocal about it. We don't really know who else is or isn't. Um, you know, there was a time during the offseason that the Browns were pretty high uh, in their percentage. Um, I don't I haven't really seen another report on where they're at percentage wise. Um, I know Baker made it very clear that he would love for people to get vaccinated. Um, but in the end, it's really there are consequences. I just hope the Browns have enough depth. Because and it'll be interesting if the need for quality veterans, even if we're talking about two or three year veterans, um, you know, makes Tony Fields cut or Felton cut or, you know, whatever. As the Browns look to compete, rookies who are going to struggle a little bit more may not have as much value to them, you know, in these years, especially uh, with COVID-19 still lingering, obviously. It, it It's it's going to keep lingering, man. It's going to be a. Yep. It's just going to be a storyline. I mean, I don't know that it'll swing games necessarily, but it's always going to be a storyline. People are going to miss some time here and there. There's going to be people who are very outspoken about it. I'm, as camps open, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be quotes from every single camp about a player who hates it and hates the the ramifications and hates all of it. Uh, or guys who come out and it's just going to be talked about constantly. So if you're tired of COVID. This is the worst news possible for you because it's not going to stop being talked about, and it's especially not going to stop coming up in NFL camps where the season uh, presents itself with advantages to teams who take advantage of the vaccine. So it's not going to stop, uh, but we'll hope it doesn't run rampant in Cleveland and they can contain issues like they have with JOK and isolate those guys and get them back and 
and be okay, you know, and especially you don't want JOK, a rookie, being fine. If he didn't get vaccinated, that 14K fine is a lot of money for a rookie, man. Uh, and, yes, it is. And it matters. So we'll see. I'm sure there will be more news trickling out on that, and uh, I, I will try to touch on it when I get back. But uh, for now, it's it sucks. It's unfortunate, but it's not the end of the world. He can still come back in plenty of time to compete in preseason when it all matters. So we'll keep an, uh, an optimistic spin on that as long as it doesn't spread, which it doesn't seem like. Uh, it will because they would have announced some some contact tracing guys if that was the if that was the case. So uh, Stephen Nelson, the other thing I want to talk about real quick, Jared, was the the Browns mm-hmm. have been kind of a buzz about maybe adding somebody in the secondary, just another corner piece. I always thought Stephen Nelson was a little tough to imagine because he'd be coming to a place where he was far from guaranteed to play, and uh, although he could, he could win a job. He's very good. We've seen him in Pittsburgh for years. Um, he could have won it, but it was less a clear path, and I'm sure he took Philly because there's a, a better path there for him. And I don't even know if the Browns are in. I'm, I'm kind of speaking off the cuff there, but um, I, I guess it's still interesting to me if they add somebody. I don't know if they'll go the Malcolm Smith route. Maybe they'll see how how uh, Greedy's shoulder looks when they see it live and, and, and judge it based on that and go from there. But I just would love that for them to add, like, man, like, I don't, is Brian, if Brian Poole's still floating around out there, I know they brought Gary and Conley in. Like, if that's a name, I mean, there's names out there. I just feel like I would like one more quality corner. That's the only place I really feel like I have to have somebody. I guess they don't have to have them. They, they're, they're probably okay, but I just would like them to add there. So, I don't know. Where are you at on that? Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely with you. Um, Steven Nelson would have been nice, but again, coming in as likely the fifth corner doesn't exactly work. But in the passing league, you want more and more cornerbacks unfortunately i just looked it up and uh the saints just signed brian Poole oh, uh, a few that. hours ago oh, so they yeah did. we missed that wow. while we're Jeez. yeah just a few hours ago uh so <laughs> we uh we missed it just because we you know we have lives um but yeah i think it'll be interesting i think the other area that uh and i'm working on a piece for sometime this week hopefully uh when hopefully i'm up at training camp uh will be uh at the defensive tackle so there's a few guys uh with geno atkins and casey and a couple other guys uh, that could be available as well. That would be nice to have a veteran there. You know, they obviously wanted to bring Sheldon Richardson back. So if you want to bring Richardson back, seems to me that you have room there for one other guy. I know Atkins um, uh, was reported uh, in the past um, by some insiders at the Orange and Brown Report. So uh, I know he could be a possibility as well as some other guys. So, um, yeah, I think cornerback would be really nice. I think it'll be interesting to see if if Andrew Barry, you know, is there another Ronnie Harrison trade out there, but this time for a cornerback. It's a good call, especially as they get going. If they if they don't like what they see, could they press that issue a little bit? That's that's one of them. So this was good, Jared. We we figured out Brian Poole sign. So another thing that happens <laughs> uh, here on this pod. So this will be our last kind of fresh, semi fresh. I try to wait until the night before, really like the evening to to run for the next morning. So I'm recording this at. It's 3.05 on a Sunday here, so you'll get this on Monday morning. I hope that's the last of any crazy Browns news, uh, negative Browns news that comes out. Thanks for joining me, man. You're the best, guys. Find him on, on Browns Wire. You know where he's at. He's on Twitter um, uh, and, and everything, and you know Jared. So, yeah, anyway, thanks, Jared, buddy. Not a problem, brother. Have a great trip, okay? Thanks, man. All right, talk to you later. Okay, that's a wrap for today's episode. Thanks to Jared for joining us. I uh, really appreciate uh, everybody taking some time to listen to this on a Monday morning. Hopefully your drive to work, your workout, whatever you, you take in this pod, uh, your Monday is going great, and you have a great day. And and like I said, we'll be checking in over the next two days with some, some, some recorded pods from before. 
but, but hopefully we can kind of stay relevant over the next few days before I get back and record live again on Wednesday night as camp gets rolling. Uh, if you are lucky enough to get into camp, hopefully you enjoy going to that. I think it kicks off on the 30th is the first one you can see in person, so that'll be exciting for fans. Uh, otherwise, guys, have a great day, have a great Monday, and as usual, go Browns. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.